Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. One, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, this is Free Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The God Show. The God Show, where we talk about the goats and underdogs. Oh, matter of fact, I actually want to ask a question, like, before we even get into everything. What do you consider Meek Mill, a goat or underdog? I think Meek Mill is a goat and an underdog. I think to Philly and to just rap, battle rap, core rap, Meek Mill is their goat, right? He is a battle rapper, street rapper who actually made hits. That's the goal. But I think he's an underdog because I still think that he hasn't hit his peak of where he's going to be. And that's what I would say. I mean, I, I love Meek. I mean, you know. Me too. I, Meek is one of my favorite rappers, but I definitely think he's still an underdog because I think people are still waiting to see him fail. Like they still saying like, oh, you well, did think, it for a little I, while. I think, it's, I think it's just many people waiting to see him win. I, I like to focus on the winners. Like fuck who's against me. I just need the people with me. Have you ever seen a movie 300? It was about 300 soldiers who moved collectively together and they took down armies of thousands because they moved as one. So, yeah. Is that what that movie was about? I watched it and didn't get that. I... Yeah, it was 300 soldiers. 300. All he needed was just 300. They take on, they took on armies. Good point. That's what I'm saying. So, But my thing, I just would say, I think Meek is a, uh, Meek is a, uh, a goat and an underdog. I think all of us are goats and underdogs. I think that we just have to tell the goat and the underdog story. Because Puff might be the goat to hip hop, but in the media world, he's the underdog because of revolt. Mm-hmm. Like he's still taking on another Goliath every day. You know, if you a real champion, if you really are ambitious, every day you're going to face a new Goliath. You don't conquer the mountain and then be able to stand on top of that. Nobody stood on top of the mountain without having to conquer a new Goliath or build a new mountain. It's just impossible. New when levels, new devils. Yeah. Okay, so Kanye West says he doesn't read books. What books would you recommend to him? I know you're a big book person. People think I'm the one bring up Yay. I'm telling y'all. I want y'all to... It's me. It's not me. I, I, think I don't have the obsession. I think like a Kanye stand show a little bit, but... Um, the, the question was... So, what books would you recommend to you to read? I would say... Kanye specifically? Kanye said reading... No, Kanye. Kanye said reading books is like eating Brussels sprouts to him. He hates it. So, <laughs> what is an easily digestible digestible book that you think Kanye would really benefit from? Like The Four me- Agreements. Yeah. The Four Agreements. Kanye would benefit from Four Agreements. Uh, if you don't know what they are, I don't know the exact order, but I know Honor Your Word is one. I know um, Don't Take Anything Personal is another. And the third one... 
always the four. I know the fourth one is basically do your best to do the first three. But I can't remember the third one, but I would say the four agreements. Yeah, I've read a lot of self-help books and stuff like that. But that one book, I feel like, is very simplified. And you could literally read that one book and not have to read any other type of self-help books ever. So I think Kanye should definitely start there. Never make assumptions. Oh, that's what you Never make doing. assumptions. Never take anything personally. And always be impeccable with your word. And the last one is do your best. Do your best. I think a lot of us would get way further in life if we didn't make assumptions. That's one of Kanye's, I think, biggest problems he has is that he makes assumptions. Because when you make assumptions, those things become facts. So, like, say if I assume you stole from me, once I make the assumption that you stole from me, yeah. it becomes a fact in my head. Now I start treating you like a thief with no fact that you actually did it besides it's in my head. Mm-hmm. So, that's one of the ones that I always apply. I never make assumptions. There's supposedly a war on rap going on outside. So war certain on rap? Yeah. So certain places won't play rap music because they think it makes people too rowdy, like college football games and certain restaurants and lounges. How do you feel about that? Well, I will tell you this. I don't think a riot has ever started because we fall down, but we get we get up what's playing. Um, I do think that we need to take a little certain responsibility in it. I remember being a kid. And when Tear the Club Up came on, you want to tear that motherfucking club up. And move, you know? bitch. You better move. Move, bitch. You, it caused you. I don't, I've never seen someone fight off of, we fall down. And I've never seen that. So for me, I will say the music controls the move. We got to stop taking ownership for this shit that we do. The music controls the move. Come on. Amen. Um, this is a little personal for you, but I want you to just speak on it really quickly. So the city of Atlanta decided to charge Shaka Zulu with murder, despite it being very obvious that he was attacked first and was acting in self-defense. I believe, and I'm not sure that Georgia is a senior ground state, right? Yeah, something like that. So um, do you think that because of his influence on hip hop or him being a black man had anything to do with this charge? Um, I would say that Shaka's not getting treated fairly right now. If you look at the video, you see he went downstairs to get somebody. He didn't go downstairs to kill somebody. He went downstairs to get somebody. So the intent wasn't to hurt. He went downstairs to get someone. And if you look at the video, you see the guy go get that. The guy that shot him go get the gun first before they even had to fight with him. Mm. He went to the truck and got the gun. Like, they was prepared for war. I mean, I would say, thank God Shaka has something on him or he would probably wouldn't be here with us no more. Amen. So, for me, it's like, I think that what's happening right now is a huge problem in assumptions. Mm. The police chief probably feels like, I need to do something to show people I deserve to be here. So, he goes after a high-profile person like Shaka. I think this one is going to backfire, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think there's nobody more beloved in this music industry than Shaka Zulu. Like, it's rare to find someone to say something bad about him. Like, uh, I literally learned how to move. Like, I speak to people because of Shaka Zulu. Like, I remember coming up and, you know, you, you kind of walk with a little ego. Like, you know, I, sometimes you feel like you're big and then you see somebody who you know is bigger than you and he goes out his way to say hello. Sorry. That just made me say, man, damn, I got to start speaking to people more. I got to start... Asking people to, I got to start asking people to, to, you know, I got to start acknowledging people. Everybody in the room. Yeah, like for me, I, that's because of Shaka. I'm like, if Shaka could do it, I could do it. 
So as a newbie in the game, what was one of the biggest lessons you learned coming in? One of the biggest lessons I learned coming up in the game is don't piss off the man who cuts the checks. And Have you ever pissed off the man who cuts the checks? I think everybody in the business has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't piss off the man who cuts the checks. Uh, you know, and and sometimes, sometimes right doesn't matter. What matters is, is the way it is. You might have been treated unfairly, but that's how they have treated everyone. So it might not be right, but it is the game. It is what it is. So for me, it's like, you know, that was one of the things I learned. Like, yo, just, you know, treat people fairly. And, and, and no, no, people are not going to treat you fairly. And you just got to be able to like, you know, roll with the punches. Shit ain't fair. Somebody going, I, I, I've seen people get bad because when I walked in the room, people didn't treat them the way they, they acknowledged him the way he acknowledged me. And I'm like, bro, I've been here. Yeah, it might be the right thing to do to say hello to everybody, but they're not just seeing me. They're also seeing my history and what I brought to the table. Sometimes that, that follows us. Okay, so if I'm a new artist and I'm coming in this industry, what people should I have on my team? So what, like, five partnerships do I need to have in order to be successful? Well, artists to be successful... I would say this. You need a musical partner. Like what? Like a producer? You need a producer. Okay. If you look at any artist that has altered the game, they came in with the sound. Yep. Snoop and Dre. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look at what Mustard and YG and Todd Dolla Sign did. Like, they altered the sound. So I would say a producer's first. Um, you don't need a... You don't need a... a experienced manager, but you do need someone who cares about you who people with money are not afraid to talk to. Super important because they can care about you, but if they can't have honest business of conversations about you, then they're only going to hurt you. That means every time someone tries to talk business on your behalf from the other side, that person is going to take everything personal. So you need someone who cares about you, but also is level-headed enough to have a conversation that might not be in your favor because that's how they're able to make the better decision on what your value is, right? I feel like a lot of the times you have managers who just protect you from everything. You do protect them, but you do need someone who's going to just tell you the real though. Like, yo, that shit you did was whack and here's why. Or it can be in the other room to tell the other people like, yo, I know you didn't like what that person did, but here's why he did it. Now, where's the where's the meeting point? So I would say somebody that cares about you and a dope producer. And I feel like, you know, lawyers come as you get clout. By the way, lawyers are some of the biggest clout chasers in the music business. I don't know if people know that or not, but you know, people like to think that lawyers don't chase clout. Lawyers chase clout too. So how do you pick a good lawyer? Oh man, I say go with the person that I'm, I'm a marathon guy. So I always say sit at the table with people that you want to be at the table with for the next 10 years. Everybody that's at your table should want to be at the t- you should want to be at the table with for the next ten years. If you don't feel like that about your team, then you need to like rethink how you. Wait, do we gotta look at Braxton's outfits for the next ten years. Yeah. Okay. But we're gonna get it better. He gonna we gonna get it better. He ain't dressed like the nineties. Nineties uncle. What? Okay. Wait. No. Back. Okay. Go ahead. Um, no. So you gave me lawyer, producer. You don't need a lawyer. You just need a. You need a. You need someone that cares about you to help with your business, and you need a a producer. And then you're out of there. Yeah. I mean, you could be out there without a producer. Shit, you could be out there without a good manager that care about you. All you really need is to do is go search NLE type 
Italy chopper type beats on YouTube and now you're making songs and if the shit goes viral, look what happened with um, Designer. Mm-hmm. That was his case. He found a beat on YouTube and went crazy and it was one of the biggest songs of that year. So speaking of producers, how do producers get paid off of a song? Producers get paid in advance or they're supposed to get paid in advance on the song and publishing and production points that are counted against that advance. Break that down for me. Okay, cool. So I produce a song for you. Your label pays me $10,000. That's my advance. For the beat, right? That's my advance for the beat. They give me three points. My three points, that royalty is going to be counted against that $10,000 advance. And then you also maintain and, and have publishing on records too. And that that is what you get paid for. And that covers your um, mechanicals and it also covers your performance royalties and things of that nature. Right, when people you. talk about the music business, it's not that fun when you talk about it from that standpoint. It just doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, but people want to know. Like, they need to know the basics. So we'll switch gears real quick since we want to do more fun stuff. Um, so your birthday was yesterday and you had the whole gang in here. You said your daughter um, asked about a song that she heard a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems to be a theme today. Um <laughs> But I want to talk about The Little Mermaid. Did she get to see The Little Mermaid commercial, trailer, anything like that yet? Not yet. My right. daughter, When my daughter sees something, she's consumed with it. It owns her. That means her daddy knows. So anything she cares about, she's going to make sure we care about. Trust me. Do you think Ariel being black matters to little black yes, girls? Yes, I think inclusion matters. Representation matters. You should be able to see someone that looks like you, someone that reminds you of you at the table. I cried when Obama won the election because I thought I would never see a black man win the presidency. I lost a lot of bets on that My one. son is not going to feel that way. He came into the world with a black president. He doesn't know the world no other way. Inclusion is important. Representation is important. So why do you think that race is such a big issue when a person isn't white? Well, because white people are the common denominator. They are the, the base of everything. They are the... Majority. That's not bad. No, I'm, that's not bad. Is no, it's not. Bad. Saying, like, it's a I mean, fact. I'm saying like they are the they, majority. Yeah, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. So I, when the majority gets mad, it feels way different than when the minority gets mad, <laughs> because the majority is the larger audience, the larger people, the larger crowd. Can you finish this sentence with me? <laughs> you should not be in the music industry if you're only here to get paid. If, you're in the, if you're in the music industry just to get paid, go home. It's, what should you be in it for? You got to care about this shit. You got to be crazy to do this shit. You like, like that. you have to be crazy to do this shit. Like, dog, like we show up every day. We put our lives into projects every day that might not work. Think about that for a second. Like, we sit down at the table for hours and hours and hours, put days, nights, everything into an artist with the hopes that it works. And if it works, you still might not get paid. <laughs> you still might not get paid. So it's like, if you come in this shit and your agenda is to get paid, this is not for you. You got to come in this shit and want to be a part of it. That's the shit that makes you go crazy. Like, it's like, I don't feel like a civilian. I feel like I'm a music industry executive first. I feel like I play by those rules. I don't play by the regular world. So if you want to be in this shit Because you want to get paid This ain't the game for you baby Because even if you do get paid They're still expected to show up more and more and more 
So like if you like if you work a job, a nine to five, and you work nine to five, you get paid at the end of the week. You know, I got paid for 40 hours. Think about that, right? Cool. The music business is not like that. It's 24-7, 365. And then you might get paid. Maybe. So you got to come in and I love this shit. I love what I do. Ray has argued me down, so it's not going to be top three Tuesday. I'll give him a little more space. So we're going to do top five. Top five what? So today specific. we're gonna do. We have to do. I know. We have to start. Go, we have to start going. I'm doing top We five. have to start going super specific with how we ask these questions because Tamara will say biggest move, funniest movie of all time. I mean, no, she wouldn't even say funniest. She'll say best movie of all time. I'm like, bro, can I get genres? Can I get like a deeper? Am okay, I tripping? Top like five R&B writers of all time. That is kind of hard, but hit me out. Hit me out. But I'm gonna do it because you said five. My top five songwriters all time. Um, number one to me. Is this the order? This is order. Uh-oh. We can go from there after that. Number one to me is R. Kelly. I don't care what nobody says. You could, Can I, I get one of them sounds? I, I separate the man. I separate the man from the work. We get it. Actually, I'm going to do a verse now because you did that. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to say my top five. Um, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, uh, Babyface in L.A., um, Teddy Riley, um, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm going blank, that's not no order by the way, like, this, this is just four, Teddy Riley, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Babyface, L.A., you know who I'm gonna give it to? What's the guy's name out of Philly? The guys that created the um, Philly sound. Um, come on, man! They produced. It was like they produced Soul Train. I'm sorry, my phone is ringing, guys. Me, that's my fault. I'm the fuck up. They produced Soul Train. Come on, what's the guys out of Philly, man? The, the big guys, like um, they they produce. Ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping us now. I sang that at graduation in fifth grade. <laughs> Well, while you figure that out, because he's Googling it, I only came prepared with three, but mine's a little bit different because I guess I have a different age thing. So I have, and these are not in order, but it's Babyface, Neo, and The Dream, because that's what I grew up on a little bit. So I was kind of surprised that you didn't throw in Neo or Babyface. I mean, Neo or The Dream, but whatever, because Umbrella was one of the biggest songs of my time. Um... For me, no. The Dream of Neo is fire, by the way. I would actually, if you ask me my contemporaries for this year, for this generation, that's a different story. No, I'm t- this the part. All right, can I get your last one? Because you have one more. You have space. You ask for five, and I'll give you five, and you have a gap. This is why three was suffice. No, McFadden and Whitehead sung Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Who produced it? It was produced by, uh, they produced, they created a Philly sound. Oh, come on, man. Like, Gambling Huff. Sorry. Gambling Huff. So, so my top five producers all time. Is writers. Writers are Gambling Huff. In this order, by the way. Gambling Huff is number five. Um, Teddy Riley is number four. Um, Babyface in LA is number three. Number two is Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And number one is R. Kelly. What's your favorite R. Kelly song? Um... If I could turn back the hands of time. 
Did he write all his songs himself? He wrote and produced every last one of his songs. R. Kelly is number one songwriter. Separate the man from his work. Separate the man from what he's done. You cannot stop. This man found a hundred ways to talk about sex, bruh. I can name 50 R. Kelly titles where he talked about sex in 50 different ways, bro. You know how hard that is? Like, how hard is it to talk about street shit? Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? At some point in time, you, you said gun, you said dope. Like, oh, this man found 50 ways to talk about sex. Honey Love, Bump and Grind, Jeep. 12 Play, You Remind Me of My Jeep, Remote Control, Sex in the Kitchen, Ignition. Like, bro, he found... 50 to 100 ways to reinvent the same fucking thing. Your brain is like a musical computer. Like music, movies, and shows. Like you just have it all stored Oh yeah, I remember there, everything. And you could pull it up at yeah, any moment. anytime. It's crazy. So I would say R. Kelly's number one. And then if I had to say, let's save it another episode where I talk about the last 20 years because a lot of these people I'm like cool with and I'm friends with and it's like I don't, I gotta like really like formulate it. But I will tell you this, number one on my list if y'all gonna ask me, it has to be right about now. It's gonna be Tehran. Period. Amen. Come on, Period. hello. If number one on my list is gonna be him. I believe that there are other ones who are just as great, but most most of those guys had three of three to five year runs. Tehran has had a song on the radio for sixteen years straight. Shout out to Tehran. So I'm gonna give it to him. Period. Let's go. All right, so that was interesting. I am going to break down. I, I want a whole episode going into R. Kelly. Yeah, we should. I mean, dog, you cannot take away from what this man has done. Like, dog, he simplified. I would tell anybody that wants to be a songwriter. Once again, are we? I'm not talking about what he's done to other people. I'm talking about what he's done as a musician. Dog, listen to that song. If I could turn back, the, turn back the hands of time. I bet you he wouldn't turn back. That the shit time. felt like he probably does. That shit felt like a song that was actually written in the fifties. Like I just knew that was a remake. No way, bro. This man wrote, "I believe I could fly." Bro, I give you that. I believe I could fly. That was another graduation song. We all sang. come on, bro. Like, I, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow people to take away from what someone has done because of. Crimes they committed. I'm not gonna allow that. Like to me, but how do how do we distinguish the artist from the person? Like when I hear his music, I'm I ain't nothing like that ever happened to me. But I'm triggered by it. Like I don't want to hear it. I agree. What? I agree. What do you agree? I I understand why it's triggering. I'm not listen, bro. I'm not mad at it. But music, movies, all that shit is supposed to trigger an emotion in humans. That's the whole point of it. When you see a comedy, you go to laugh, right? When you see a, like, when you see, when I saw The Woman King, it was people in the theater crying. Like, those- How those, did you see it already? Those movies, those movies and the, those songs and music have triggered an emotion. So, you should feel an emotion. He should make you feel some kind of way. Yeah, I used to want to dance. He should make you feel some kind of way. I'm not mad at that, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that he fucking, what he wrote. You asked me songwriters, right? Okay. Okay, cool. So I have to factor in songwriters, right? R. Kelly, number one, Ray Daniels. You heard R. it Kelly here first. The, R. Kelly is probably the... Oh, man, I forgot about Stevie Wonder. So this is why I'd be getting hard, but R. Kelly is probably... First one. of all, no, I just want to say, usually I ask him on spot. I sent him this text message in advance, so he had time. I forgot about Stevie Wonder. To love. Three people I forgot about. Three people you forgot about out of, out of the top five that I gave you. Stevie Wonder. 
Lana Richie, and Smokey Robinson. This is going to turn into top 25 next week. Bro, this one I'm trying to tell you, like to ask somebody, you can't ask me my favorite songwriters of all time. You can't. You have to ask me from an era. Like, it's like, I got to like go from an era. Like, that's what we have to start doing more of. But you know, GOATS means greatest of all time. time. And their time is the time that they did it. All time. Not no, their time that is the time. time that they did it. If I'm the greatest of all time, I'm the greatest of all my time. I didn't compete against everybody. Anyway, I guess we'll 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 figure that out. But listen, this is this is good. We have to go down the rabbit hole. We have to do more of that. Tamira be giving me them blanket questions. Your favorite okay, so cities I'll do like you ever 90s been to? Well, I've had fun in Orlando. I have I have fun in Orlando. I have fun in Vegas. I want to go to Orlando with my kids. I want to go to Vegas by myself. Is it which one is the most fun for my family, or which one is the most? You see what I'm trying to say? Like you have to get into the question. Now, what's the next? What you about to ask me? Go ahead. Nothing. No, say and it. Say I it. I didn't have. A, no, it was something. about food. It was like what? What city has the best food? You were talking about city, city has the best food. Atlanta. Absolutely not. There's no good food here. I eat the same three places. It's because you don't know. It's not even like a diverse amount of food here. I had amazing food in Barcelona. Okay. Barcelona is known for they 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 have great food. New York is the correct New York. answer. New York is, is the, the answer. only answer. See what I'm trying to say? You, you could get the food the at any time. You can get any type of food at any time. Okay. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. This is Samaria, a girl from Harlem, and I don't know this guy. Ray, let's get it. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.